Today was so interesting. I said I wanted to talk to somebody who had hitchhiked a long distance. I got two phone calls. Both of them terrify me of what my daughter may do later on in life. We also had Win the Intern's Lunch since it was Jim Carrey's birthday. Uh, we did Jim Carrey quotes from movies. And luckily, I didn't have an intern. And Brian Riley, you weren't here yet. So Jen Leverin stepped in to play Win the Intern's Lunch. Was it, was it really good uh, it was, stuff? It was fantastic. I best, it. it was the best ever. Wow, I believe it. <laughs> and if you could watch a video of your dreams, would you want to? We Ooh. had that on the show today, too. It's all right now on the podcast. Kelly Jordan. We got what's trending on the way in just a couple of minutes. But before we get to that, uh, Jen Leverance from our newsroom is in here with me right now. Jen, did you ever have roommates when you were like in, uh, you know, just in your early 20s, late teens, anything like that? Yeah, I did. Yeah. What, what is your most what is your most random or nightmarish roommate story? She used our phone to call her brother who lived in Korea <laughs> and then didn't want to pay for the phone call. And then also I came home one time and I saw her getting my cat high. Oh, that's great. Right. I lived with a dude and I'm not going to put his name out there because he may still be in the listening audience. Right. Now, this is way back in the day. So when I first got into radio, you know, you're not making anything when you right. first get, you're not making anything after 20 years in radio, but <laughs> either way. Uh, so I remember I found this guy in the newspaper looking for a roommate and I think I paid $300 a month for this. It was a really nice apartment, too. But I but I remember he would steal money from me. So it was funny. So I would hide money, like, all over the place. And then for, like, years afterwards, after I moved out from this dude, I would, like, reach my hand in my pocket and find, like, $100. Like, <laughs> oh, thank you for that. And he was, like, a cokehead. I mean, it was a nightmare. Oh, wow. That's worse. But it, that's now I have these great stories. The reason I bring it up is because you know who Jason Priestley is. Oh, yeah. From 90210. Uh-huh. He was talking about back in the day. He was roommates with Brad Pitt. What? Yeah, they were roommates together. He was he was one of my roommates for a brief period of time, but there were three of us living in a two-bedroom. What's he like as a roommate, Brad Pitt? Uh, Brad was Brad wasn't as bad as my other roommate, okay. who was who was an absolute disaster. Okay. Um, but Brad Brad was okay. Um, but we used to play this game, uh, all of us, to see who could go the longest without showering. <laughs> and Brad Pitt would usually win. As far as I know, my roommate was fairly clean. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I didn't know the ins and the outs. I just couldn't wait to get the hell out of there. <laughs> I remember when I got my job in Texas, I moved out of that apartment with him. And I was like, dude, I, I just I was like, I'm not I'm not leaving you the rest of my rent. I was like, because I know you've stolen probably over a thousand dollars from me. Oh so gosh. I was like, it's on you to figure it out. Ah, the good old days. Uh, we got a couple people calling in. One saying that their roommate smelled like eggs. Rotten eggs? Oh, gross. Another person saying they had a stinky roommate. All right, you guys, hold on. We'll get to your phone calls coming up next. Kelly Jordan. We were talking about Jason Priestley and Brad Pitt being roommates with one another, and Jason Priestley said they would do a contest to see who go the longest without showering. Someone texted in. They said, please don't say my name on the air because I know this person is listening, but we had a roommate that would let food constantly go bad in the refrigerator so bad that we did not get our damage deposit back because they said they had to replace our refrigerator. That's disgusting. Someone else said, my <laughs> my roommate used to mix alcohol in two-liter bottles with soda and leave it in the refrigerator. So when I would open up the refrigerator, I would take a big swig of, of soda, and it would actually be a like a a, what, a vodka a vodka soda. That's kind of a weird. That's a weird thing to. I wonder why you would put that in the fridge. I feel like that would make the. Uh, Make the soda go flat. Uh, I won't put this name out there either. She says, my roommate was a quote-unquote dancer at a bar and used to bring guys home 
I was 19 years old in college from a small town, and these types of things were going on in my apartment. Oh, my gosh. That sounds absolutely terrible. Living with roommates is just the absolute... Living with roommates is bad already, but living with people that you don't really know that well... Because that was the thing. The roommate I lived with was some dude out of the paper. I didn't even know him. Uh, I'll leave your name out of this one, too. Another text. I didn't have a stinky roommate. I just had one that would let her boyfriend live there full time with us. I suggested we split everything three ways since he was always there. She said that if anything, her and him should split half and half and leave me with the other half. I, I hate that idea. We I remember we had someone call in in that same scenario one time. Uh, I didn't talk to her for the entire last month that we lived together. Like, yeah, that's no fair. If it's three of you living there, you whack it up three ways. That's just the way it goes. But you said you had a stinky roommate that sometimes you'd have to take matters in your own hands. If it got too bad, we all put on a mask and basically threw him in the shower and held him down so he was clean. So you had to do it by force is what you're saying. We basically just like, dude, shower day. Let's go. Oh, man, that's terrible. Thank you so much for the call. You said you had a stinky roommate, too? He stunk. All the stuff stunk. Um, He always wore rotten socks for some reason. Rotten socks? And he never liked to wash them, so he'd wear the same pair of socks for like seven days. Oh! And by the time he would take them off and change them, his feet were already nasty, and he'd rub them on his bed, and he'd rub them on the carpet. And when we moved out, his entire room stunk. And they actually charged us because of it. Oh, my God. So you had to pay, like, you didn't get your damage deposit back because he was so disgusting. Like, locker room and rotten egg mix. It was gross. Oh. They actually had to pull the carpet up in this apartment and, re- and change it out. Man, that is gross. What the hell that guy is doing today? Hey, thank you for the call, though. I hope no one was eating breakfast. Kelly Jordan. Whoops. We are playing Win the Intern's Lunch right now. This is where uh, you can take the food right out of our intern's mouth. I don't have an intern. Usually, uh, Brian Riley will fill in for the intern. Brian Riley isn't here either today. Lucky enough, Jen Leverins from our newsroom was willing to step in and play the intern today on the show. But to win Jen Leverins' lunch, we got Jenny on the phone right now. Jenny, what are you up to this morning? I'm just headed to the doctor to take my son. Doctors with your son? It's just a normal checkup, I hope? Yep, just a normal checkup. All right, good. Whew, you had me worried there for a second, Jenny. <laughs> well, Jenny, have you ever done Winnie Intern's Lunch before? I have not. I've uh, listened to it. Okay, so it's real simple. I'm going to play you the Jim Carrey quotes that I played for Jen Leverance, and you just have to tell me, will she get them right or wrong? Okay, sounds good. Super simple game. All right, here is the first quote that I played for Jen Leverance. Good morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Will she know what movie that's from? No. Do you know what movie that's from? <laughs> I love Jim Carrey. I am a huge fan, but I do not know what this is from. Okay. Well, let's see if Jen Leverins knows it. Uh, you said she will not, right? Correct. All right, here we go. Jennifer Leverins, your first Jim Carrey quote is this. Good morning. Morning. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Do you know what Jim Carrey movie that's from? I do. And it is? The Truman Show. Hey! I didn't even have to give you a sound effect. That email was perfectly timed. That is correct, Jen. She got that one. Oh, no. Okay. All right. That's all right, though. You just got to get best two out of three, okay? Okay. I played this one for her right here. The pedantic, pontificating, pretentious... A belligerent old fart, a worthless, steaming pile of cow dung. <laughs> Will she know that one? Yes. All right, do you know what one that is? 
Oh, yes, that's Liar Liar. Oh, man, such a great movie. All right, let's <laughs> see. One of my favorites. Is it really? Yeah. Let's see if Jennifer Leverins knew it. Jen, you're doing good. Now, your second Jim Carrey quote. The pedantic, pontificating, pretentious <laughs> A belligerent old fart, a worthless, steaming pile of cow dung. <laughs> Do, you <know> a movie <laughs> that- Do you know a movie that's from? Is that Liar Liar? Dang, very good, Jen. Oh, man, that was a stab in the dark. (laughs) She got it. All right. Now, Jenny, you are down to one last one. You have to get this one in order to win Jen Leverin's lunch, okay? Okay. The last quote that I played was this one. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Well, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. <laughs> it's such a fun trip down memory lane. Like Dumb and Dumber, I, I I probably watched that movie I till the till the DVD burned a hole in it. I watched that movie so much. <laughs> Agreed. But will Jen know what movie that is? Oh, this is so tough. Um, I'm gonna say no. You don't think she'll know it, huh? Let's so see. No. Let's see. Okay. Jen, let's see if you can go three for three. Here is your last Jim Carrey quote. Why are you going to the airport? Flying somewhere? How'd you guess? Well, I saw your luggage. And when I noticed the airline ticket, I put two and two together. Do you know what movie that's from? It's okay! I'm a limo driver! Dang! Dumb and Dumber! Yeah! (laughs) He would be so happy on his birthday to know you went three for three. (laughs) Oh, Jenny, you gotta have... no! You gotta have more faith in Jennifer Leverins on this one. Oh, shoot. Good job, Jen. But at least she gets to eat today, so that's a good thing. (laughs) Yes, that's great. Small Town Salute. I want to say good morning to everybody listening in Brownton, Minnesota, population 721. And the city wants you to know that this is the last weekend for you to put your Christmas tree out curbside. The last day they'll pick them up, Friday, January 19th. They want to remind you to get all your special ornaments off the tree before you kick it to the curb. That's definitely a city that cares. And that's why, Brownton, Minnesota, you get today's small town salute. That was your small town salute with Kelly Jordan. Kelly Jordan. This morning we're doing I Want to Talk to Somebody Who, and I just I was watching a movie last night about this dude who hitchhiked his way across the entire country, and I was thinking, does anybody actually do that? So I wanted to talk to somebody this morning who has hitchhiked a long distance. I'm not just talking about, like, your car breaks down, because that's what a lot of people are texting in. My car broke down. I had to hitchhike to a gas station. That totally makes sense. But I'm talking about if you've gone a long distance, and you said that, that you've done it? I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy because I thought it would be mostly guys calling in. <laughs> so let's hear your hitchhiking story. How far did you go? Where did you go? I actually hitchhiked. Um, well, I was going to school in uh, northern Florida, and I was in uh, South Carolina. And I had car trouble. I couldn't get back. And so I had to hitchhike back. Holy cow. And Yeah. <laughs> It was a long ride, but you know, it. Uh, as terrified as I was, generally it was women who picked me up. Like okay. I think, except for one, and they were very, you know, sympathetic and everything. So it was it was okay, but it could have gone very very wrong. I don't think I would ever do it again. Did any? Did so? Nothing creepy happen while you were doing it. 
No, like I said, mostly women picked me up, um, except for one dude. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm here to tell the tale, but uh, seriously, don't. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> if my daughter would ever come it to me and be like, a- "Hey, Dad, I hitchhiked from South Carolina to Florida." Yeah, it was just, it was an emergency situation, and, you know, I I tried to put myself in places where I could, like, talk to people, like, at gas stations or places like that, where I could say, hey, you know, here's the situation, I'm not a creep, and I'm not, a, you know, going to stab you or anything, <laughs> but my car, you know, and I explained the situation, and people were generally pretty cool, so. I'm not a creep, and I'm not going to stab you sounds exactly like something a creep who's going to stab you would say. <laughs> But I didn't know if I'd get anyone to call in on this one, so thank you for calling. Thank you. And like I said, I not I recommend unless it's an absolute emergency like it was. But yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. I got someone on the phone now says that they can outdo this one. They hitchhiked into a different country. All right. We'll talk to her next. Good morning. Wake up. <laughs> Kelly Jordan. Kelly Jordan. Yeah, it's got to wake you up for the day. So we're doing I Want to Talk to Somebody Who, and I said I want to talk to somebody because of a movie I was watching last night, somebody who has hitchhiked a really long distance. And we had one who said she hitchhiked from, what was it, South Carolina to Florida. You say you can outdo that because you hitchhiked out of the country? What happened? I did. I hitchhiked hitchhiked further than I ever thought that I would be able to. Okay. I went from Minneapolis uh, all the way to Lake Winnipeg in Canada. In Canada? Yes. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't even planned on going that far, but I'm telling you, like, once you get into it, you get on a roll. There's something about, like, the uninterrupted nature of it that you're like, I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. I don't want to quit. But were you scared? I mean, like, yeah. Okay, yeah, there were times. Absolutely. But it was kind of also just so exciting that it was worth it. And after I got through the first couple times of being scared when I really, like, couldn't do anything about it, I realized, like, it... It turns out fine. It's fine. So then I, I don't know. I just got braver. Like, I was like, I'm scared now, but it'll pass. I'm trying to look on Google Maps, like, directions as you're talking, like, how far <laughs> you hitchhike. Because that's just, like, I can see Lake Winnipeg. It's a huge lake. It looks beautiful, actually. It is. It was worth it. it and that's ultimately, I think it was such a crescendo, so to speak, that I was like, okay, this is it. This is where I'm done. This is this is my final destination. I can't imagine like anything more beautiful or climactic than this. I was gonna say, do roads even go further north than that? Like, get, <laughs> yeah, that I couldn't tell you. So you're I don't know. near the Arctic Circle at that point. Okay. And it starts to feel like it, which was another reason why I was like, okay, I I might want to tap out while I'm still like doing good here. I gotta find out how far of a of a uh, jaunt that was. Now, how old were you when you did this? I was 25. So okay, I was like. You know, old enough to to have a, a little bit of experience, uh, young enough to still feel good about doing something like that. So who is the most interesting person that you met along the way? Actually, it was this dude that I'm pretty sure was, like, fully homeless. Okay. Um, and, but he was, like, a very, very nice guy. I, I had... Uh, I had gotten a ride like up into a certain point and I was stopped at a convenience station because they, then they were going in a different direction. Um, so I was kind of stopping. I was like getting some food and stuff. And there's this guy talking to me about like everything that was going on <laughs> in the town. Like somehow he knew everybody's business and stuff, <laughs> but nobody seemed like that happy that he was around. Um, and he was a little rough around the edges and stuff, but actually he really, really helped me because he helped me 
um, understand. And he, I asked him, like, you know, where do you live? And he always just kind of skirted around the question. Yeah. But he helped me really understand that immediate environment and actually ended up hooking me up with the next person uh, that took me, like, on that next step. So did you, did, so you have to, did you have to hitchhike home then? Um, okay, so... I, I didn't actually do that. Like once I once I got to Winnipeg, I actually like I I got a hotel that night and I slept in, and then I I just took it. I took the plane back, dude. I did. <laughs> I got a plane ticket. I was like, I did it. I'm done now, though. I'm ready for like you know. Are your ready to chill. And, and I don't mean to bring up a sensitive subject, but are your parents alive? Uh, my mom is. Yeah. How, how did she feel about that? Oh, I I didn't tell I didn't tell her until I was done. That's and even worse. Like, <laughs> uh, well, I didn't want her to know. I told people, like, there were people who okay. knew, but I knew that she would be so upset. I knew it would just wreck her. And I'm like, I don't, I, it will, that will interrupt it for me. That right. will make me not enjoy my time because I'll know that she's like, and she probably should be blowing up my phone and stuff. Like, are you right. okay? Where are you? <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I just know that she's going to show up. But like, she's like, she's going to show up with like, you know, a, a lunchbox for me somewhere. <laughs> I can't, I can't tell her. I was going to say, you're just, you're hitchhiking into Canada and no one knows where you're at. That sounds safe. No, no, people knew, and you do, you got to let people know, you got to check in with people, but you've got to be sure that there are people who also, like, really believe in you, because yeah. it's kind of a hard thing to do. You don't want anybody to be, like, planting any seeds of doubt in your mind. You've got to stay positive. Wow. Man, I did not expect this today. What a journey you had. That's so cool. So cool and it was so, amazing. so scary at the same time. But that's part of what makes it so cool, is that it's so scary. You kind of have to have it. That's That's the... I think that's the specific appeal. When I talk to anyone who's done it for any length of time, like you have to be a person who kind of gets something out of being a little bit scared. Yeah. Wow. Well, I appreciate you calling in this morning. That was such an awesome thing to hear. Yeah, totally. I love to brag about it. So my pleasure. Sometimes Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. And normally I wouldn't believe something like this, but Neil deGrasse Tyson posted it on his social media. Oh, so it has to be real. It has to be true. Because he's, he's not just going to do that all willy-nilly. So Japanese scientists have created an MRI machine that they attach to your head and face, and it goes all over your head and face, that can record your dreams and can reconstruct them for you so that you can watch your dreams while you're awake. Nope. Now, how this works is, this is insane. So it has like, on, they've studied what certain dreams do to your facial muscles, to your head, to your brain waves, to everything else. And they say that over time, with an EEG machine and an MRI, they're able to, they were able to take a deeper look into people's dreams and see how your muscles are twitching and everything else when you're having certain events take place in your dreams. No. So they say you can make a video of what was going on in your dream. Why would you want that? Why? Like, I, there's times where you wake up and you go, I don't want to remember that. Right. There's been so many. I was having this string of dreams for a while where I was, I kept ending up with this ex-girlfriend of mine. And I didn't want to. And I would, would be so sad in my dream. Because I was like, why do I keep going back to her? I, I couldn't stand her. Yeah. I don't know what was going on there. I should have talked to our dream expert, Lori Lowenberg, about that. See, that's the problem. You're going to show up. You're going to be like, let's show you a dream. And then yeah. it's going to be you dreaming of another woman, and your wife's going to be there. <laughs> and then you're going to be in trouble. <laughs> I wasn't trying to. My wife got mad at me the other day because she had a dream that I was on The Bachelor. Nice. But I was still married to her, but I was on The Bachelor, and I had to keep her a secret. 
Because I was like, babe, this is how I make money, which sounds like something I would say. That I mean, that would make you a lot of money, too. Right. I, I, there's people that have done it. Right. That's not a bad business. It'd be the first episode of The Married Bachelor. Yeah. No, see, I'm out. I don't want to get yelled at again. Like, I get yelled at enough. I don't need to get yelled at more for something that I... She doesn't need to see. It would be pretty crazy, though. But they say that in your dreams, every face you see in your dream is someone who you've encountered in real life. Like, no, your your brain does not have the ability to make up a random face. So I don't know how it would reconstruct. Maybe it just kind of reconstructs the concept. I don't know. But like I said, Neil deGrasse Tyson posted it, so I'm, I'm believing every second of and it. And he's a real scientist. He's the real deal. He's like Holy the field. realest one. So I don't know. It, maybe this technology would be down the road. It, that would be absolutely bizarre because some dreams you got to keep to yourself. Because you got to chase a dream because a dream won't chase you back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, Cody Johnson. Thank you. <laughs> Either way, I found this incredibly interesting. You maybe didn't. Maybe you're like, no, that's too far. We're playing, we're playing God now. I don't like that. Nope. But either way, the technology will be there someday where you'll be able to watch your dreams once you wake up. I'm I find that incredibly I'm interesting. I'm if, if you didn't, no big deal. doesn't bother me at all. I can stand here every single day and be like, so what? I found it interesting. Don't listen then. Because sometimes, <laughs> maybe it's just me. Kelly Jordan. Welcome to the bonus track. It's the very first break of the day that I tack on the end of the podcast. We talked about how do you get through the cold winter weather. Mine is to look for boats for sale that I'll probably never be able to buy and watching boating videos. You texted in with a few, too. Uh, We also got birthdays this morning. Raymond helped us out on that. That was really fun. And uh, you'll hear right now in the bonus track, the first break of the day. Kelly Jordan. You know, they ask me all the time, like, how do you get through the cold months? And I would love to know how you get through the cold months. Like, what is it? Like, a lot of people this year, probably not so many, but a lot of people go ice fishing or snowmobiling or, you know, things like that. We know all the are skiing or snowboarding. I found yesterday what gets me through the cold months because I'm more of a summer guy. I, I'll admit that I do like the summer better than the winter. But looking at boats or watching boating videos or anything like that, I like on YouTube, I will just this is this is so lame of me. But say I'm up early because I'm always up a few hours before my family on the weekends. And sometimes I'll just put on YouTube and watch someone like driving a boat down the Mississippi River. And I'm not talking like a ship or a or a barge or anything like that. I'm talking about just like somebody in a speedboat going down the Mississippi River. I'll sit and watch that for hours on a Saturday. And that like helps get me through the warm weather or the cold weather thinking about, oh, man, you know, in a few months I can start getting the boat ready, get it out on the water. Now, unfortunately, I don't have a boat anymore. But but I also found that that helps me get through the cold months, like looking on Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist or whatever. Uh, And if anybody knows of a great spot to find used cheap boats like I'll just I'll be flat up honest with you. I I want to try and spend less than three thousand dollars on a boat. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's uh, like unclassy to say on the air or something. But I don't have a ton of money. But I really want to get a boat, and I don't want to go. I don't want to go much below three grand because then you're starting. To, I might as well have just kept my old boat that kept sinking and starting on fire. But uh, so if anybody knows of a great place to find cheap boats, let me know. But it was it was so awesome yesterday, just like looking at boats and thinking about summer. Like you got to find those things that help you get through the cold weather, and that is definitely one for me is thinking about boating. And it's funny when I grew up in Minnesota, I I never went out on a boat. Like once in a while. My grandpa would take me fishing out on his boat, but and now I'm just it's my like it's my favorite thing in the entire world to do. I can't that's probably why I'll never leave. I need to be around lakes constantly and I'm in the perfect place for that. But you definitely got to find tips and tricks to get through the cold weather otherwise it will drive you absolutely crazy. But like my brother Michael, 
He loves this kind of weather. He lives for the, My dad loved the cold weather. And I don't understand why. I know why my dad did, because then he could go sit in the garage, start a fire, hang out out there. I totally get that part of it. But otherwise, I don't know. Uh, someone says K-Bid auctions might have uh, closer to spring. No? Okay, Dave, I appreciate that. My, my cousin Dana is always on K-Bid auctions, and I don't really, I've never really even checked it out. But I will definitely do that. Thank you, Dave, for that text. I appreciate it. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I got the truck now. I got the Tahoe from Painesville Chevrolet. Now I just need the boat to tow with it. So we're getting there step by step. But should we do this? How about we do a little history, shall we? I remember one time I had a consultant way back in the day. This would have been, shoot, I don't even know when this was. Probably 15 years ago or so. And he was like, never talk about having a boat on the air because it makes you sound like an elitist. I'm like, seriously? I'm talking about buying a $3,000 boat? That makes me sound like I'm... uh, Clearly, I don't have a lot of money. I just... I. I just want to get something. He was like, yeah, when you talk about a boat on the air, it kind of excludes people that don't have one. I'm like, dude, this is Minnesota. Like, more people have boats than don't have boats. But either way, all right, let's move on. I don't know what the hell I'm even talking about right now. We're going to do some history real quick. In 1929, Popeye the Sailor Man, a cartoon character who was created by Elsie Seeger, first appeared in the Thimble Theater comic strip. I, 1929. I had, that goes way back, like further than even like the Peanuts comic strip. That's crazy. Uh, it was on this day in 1986, a big day for Reba. Does this song make anybody else just feel uncomfortable as hell? Oh, this song just makes me just uncomfortable as all get out. But in 1986, Reba McIntyre became a member of the Grand Old Opry. Which is, I learned that there's like rules to being a member of the Grand Old Opry. Like, you have to perform there periodically. You have to like, you gotta, I think most people have to live close because you do have to perform there every once in a while. You gotta be there when other people get inducted, I guess. I guess that's why George Strait is not a member of the Grand Old Opry because he didn't want to have to move out of Texas to Nashville, which is kind of crazy. Uh, in 1998, this is a crazy moment in our history. I want you to listen to me. I'm going to say this again. I did not have relations with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. I never told anybody to lie, not a single time, never. These allegations are false, and I need to go back to work for the American people. That, isn't that crazy to hear that? And then to find out that that was just a total lie. It's funny how we just let people get away with that. Like they tell these big lies and then we just kind of brush it under the rug and that's about it. But yeah, Bill Clinton denied his relations with Monica Lewinsky on this day back in 1998. Wow, that's wild. All right, let's get some birthdays going here. Ray was nice enough to get on the phone with me this morning and uh, do the birthdays with me. If you would like to do this, I would love to get you on the air. 320-656-9453 is the phone number. Uh, we can set up a time. If we need to pre-record it, we can certainly do that. Um, it's just been, it's been a lot of fun, actually, getting people on the air to do birthdays with me. And today, it's Ray is on the phone with us. Ray, what are you up to, sir? Just getting up for work. You've, you get a lot of pep in your step for just getting up. Well, got to get to work and make that money somehow. You do. So what do you do, Ray? I repair furniture. Oh, really? Yep. So do people bring it to you, or do you go out on site, or how does that work? 
I go out on site or they bring it into our store and I'll fix it at the store. That's cool. How'd you get into doing that? Uh, just kind of started out as delivery and then kind of just worked on it. And we never had a service department, so kind of worked on it. And now we have a service department. What is the most common thing you have to go out and fix? Um, resetting chairs. Okay. Like chairs that have all kinds of extra features and stuff on them? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much lift chairs. Okay. Well, that's definitely a first. I've never talked to a furniture repair man before. Yeah, <laughs> not a very big uh, occupation right now. Right. Well, hey, you're you're a pioneer, Ray. Yep. All right, Ray, you ready to do some birthdays with me this morning? All right, let's go. Celebrating a birthday today. What I remember about this moment is being back in Milwaukee, being back in the Bradley Center at the time where I played my college games at, where my jersey is hanging up in the arena, and they were booing us. I didn't like that. That's why yeah. I gave them the what. NBA star Dwayne Wade. Um... I'm going to say he's got to be 41. He's been retired for a while. Has he been retired? Okay, I didn't know. I was like, I know the name Dwayne Wade, but I, I was like, is this guy still playing? <laughs> but No. So what was your guess, 41? 41. You're close. You're one off. He is 42 today. Okay. Uh, another dude celebrating a birthday today. I had no idea he was this old, but celebrating a birthday today. The one, the only, Kid Rock. Oh, God. Kid Rock. He's been popping up um, all over the place lately. He's, like, on yeah, so many podcasts lately. And I heard something about his restaurant, so I got to say 52. Oh, man, Ray, you're good at this. Kid Rock is the ripe old age of 53 today. Nice. He's a, man, he's just, like, that dude's been around, like, as long as I can remember. Like, <laughs> I swear in my 20s oh. he came on the scene and he's been around ever since. He's a very good entertainer. I've seen him when he's opening up for Metallica. Oh, really? Yep. Well, that's interesting. How did the Metallica crowd like Kid Rock? Like, oh, the energy is just um, unbelievable. That's cool because I don't really picture those two fan bases, you know, mixing. Oh, they loved Kid Rock. I mean, everybody was just just loud. Some people got obnoxious, but, you know. That's cool. That would have been a heck of a show to be at. Yeah. All right. Well, I got one more for you, Ray. All right. You ready for this one? Sure. Nobody's missing a porpoise. It's a dolphin that's been taken. The common harbor porpoise has an abrupt snout, pointed teeth, and a triangular thoracic fin, while the bottlenose dolphin, or Tursiops truncatus, has an elongated beak, round cone-shaped teeth, and a serrated dorsal appendage. <laughs> I'm sure you already knew that. That's what turns me on about you. Your attention to detail. Oh my gosh, I bet I watched that movie 7,000 times, but it's Jim Carrey's birthday today. Oh, gosh. Um, it's funny to see him in that role because he has changed so much since then. Like, if you see him in, you know, interviews and stuff now. Yeah, he's kind of, I don't know if it's just all the fame or the just, just, just kind of trying to unwind from everything. He's been in it for so long. Yeah. Um, I'd say. 60. Oh, that's the only one you were swinging a miss on today. Uh, Jim Carrey is the ripe old age of 62 today. Nice. Almost available for the senior uh, discount. Almost. Well, Ray, <laughs> you got a busy day ahead of you fixing furniture? Oh, yeah. I got a couple stops to do. So. All right. Well, be safe out there. Try and stay warm if you can. And thank you so much for taking time out of your day to do birthdays with me. Yep, no problem.